In this episode, we get an update of OrcaCon 2019, and we do a game review of Dinosaur Island. Roll the dice. Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some. That, that's probably our best. Lot that, that's, that's, our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Hey, Geeks, Blue Samurai here. It is episode 26 of Geeks of Cascadia. I'm here with my co-host, Paul. Hello. Hello. Still Paul here. Unfortunately, we are missing Joe, but uh, Joe's got a job that actually pays him money. Where <laughs> this job does not pay us any money at exactly. all. Exactly. Oh, well. Sad face. But we have a great show for you today. We have an interview with Executive Director Donna Pryor with OrcaCon yes. giving you the latest news that's coming up. And I, and I know it's only 10 months away, but there's a lot um, that's changing. Well, no, there's not a lot that's changing. A lot of exciting stuff coming up with yes. Con. So uh, tune into that coming soon. Also, we have a game review, right? We do. Dinosaur Island. Dinosaur Island, that's right. And I believe it is going back on Kickstarter. It is back on Kickstarter for like four days ago. So it's like 25 days left at the recording. Yeah. Check it out Yeah. whenever this comes up. Hopefully I won't put this up 30 days from now and then you'll <laughs> see, sure where did it go? Oh, I missed it again. That's right. And so the, there's an expansion with that called Totally Liquid. Mm-hmm. There's also another mode called Dualsaur, Dualsaur which is a two-player dinosaur island. Oh, okay. What happened to that Planet of the Apes one? Remember that guy oh, we interviewed? They're traveling all over the world, and the game is gorgeous now. We saw a really early mock-up of what the game was going to be. It was OrcaCon? That was OrcaCon. Yes, it was OrcaCon. And, um, and, but they, it's much cooler now, and it's... We dealt with paper versions, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. This is really cool. This looks really, it's like actual miniatures and actual trees, and it looks like a, like a miniature game. 3D, 3D, yeah, 3D miniatures fighting one another or something like that. What, you can go... Yes. Not really 3D. You can go high... I don't know what I'm talking about. It's three-dimensional. That's right. It is three-dimensional. Three dimension. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, great show. Uh, but, you know, part of this, uh, this show is about conventions, local conventions. So, Paul, take it away. What do we got going okay, on? Okay, what we have going on now is this weekend, NorwestCon in Seattle. We've got some SeaTac Seattle. Yes, and OrcaCon has a table there, so check them out. Yep, stop by and say hi. Um, we've got GameStorm in Portland mm-hmm. on next weekend, which is... Um, April 5th through the 8th. There's a fun little um, convention called Whidbey Island Comic Con in Oak Harbor on April 7th. And we also got Wagon Con coming up. I think it's the second Wagon Con in the Dallas in Oregon. That is May 4th through the 6th. Mm-hmm. And I've, I followed them on Facebook last year. It looks like they had a great time. I really wanted One to go. One of these days we'll have to work. go. Yeah, yes. That'd be cool. When we get that podcast money. That sweet, we, sweet podcast money. We can quit our real jobs and do that. Yes. 
We do have some bad news on the convention front. Mm, sad face. Yeah. What is that? Apparently there's not going to be an ETX Evergreen Tabletop Expo this year. We had a great time. Paul and I went we there really last did. year. Yeah, we got we were a lot there all of content. Day. Oh yeah, a lot of game designers. A lot of game designers. Lots of reviews. Some of which we need to follow up with. Yeah, we got to find out what's going on there. But you know, running these cons are really hard. Work yeah. con, it's amazing. We, this is our. It's going to be our fourth year, I think. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, doing, great growth every year. Yeah, but it's hard. Hard to get getting the volunteers, get, getting the logistics together. Uh-huh. It's not easy at all. And. Um, but you'll hear more about OrcaCon, I think, coming up, we say, now? How about now? We'll All right. That. Let's check it out right now. Here we go. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now for the August 24th through 26th convention at the Bellevue Hilton at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. Hey Geeks, Blue Samurai here. I'm also with Paul and of course with Geeks of Cascadia. We always talk about conventions. In fact, that's how we kind of started off is the Orcon Pod podcast. Yeah. But that was way in the past. But, you know, that came from OrcaCon and of course we did OrcaCon about two, three months ago and ten months and there's ten months away for the next one. Of course, Donna's here to give an update Hi. of what's going on. Hey Donna. How's it going? Wow, great. It's great. Yeah. I mean, we just had a really good meeting here, I think. A, yep, lot of thing, yep. a lot of things were hashed out. What really amazed me was how on fire OrcaCon is and how many room nights have already oh, been yeah. reserved and how many memberships. Can you talk about that? Sure. Um, we, so it's great. One of the things a hotel does is you know they give us a rate for being able to rent the space and, and perks and everything based on the amount of room nights that we sell, the people getting rooms. It helps us, as they call it, getting heads in beds. And uh, we're doing really well. We've actually almost hit our goal. Wow. And it's only March. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's great. So uh, one of the things we also have to consider, though, is that if you are looking for a room, you might want to book it as soon as possible. So we still have rooms come January. Yeah. Because it's possible um, we did a huge amount of rooms. And since we have the hotel, ho- whole hotel space for the con, is that we might actually tap out oh. on the amount of rooms that, that we'll have. We can extend our block, but mm-hmm. uh, once we hit our block, then we might have a hard time uh, getting more rooms for it. Goodness. So uh, registration is doing really well. We had a lot of people sign up uh, for people who had previously attended. We had a very short window where people could come get like an early, early, early bird discount. And that did well. We've got a number of VIPs, which is good to see our VIPs come back. Oh. We love them. Okay. Can, you, can you tell us a couple of names, perhaps? Is that no. okay? <laughs> no. Now I've got their permission. Oh, you know, better than that. <laughs> And um, so, yeah, so it's a possibility if we ramp up this year that in, in thinking about making an accessible con and making a con that because uh, we'd, we'd rather not just shove a ton of tables in here. We'd rather people have room if you have, uh, you know, if you've got a working dog with you, uh-huh. uh, if you've, you're in a wheelchair. Uh, we don't want you to have to squeeze through anywhere. We want everybody to be able to get through all the aisles and get table space and, and not have to worry about shoving up against other people yeah. and getting too loud and all that. So we might actually have to cap registration 
later this year. Wow. So mm-hmm. uh, right now we do have early bird, regular early bird price. So if you want to do that, that'll be going until October. But the sooner you can get your passes for OrcaCon, the better it helps us to be able to uh, pay for everything. So, uh, so I would. What's the early do bird rate? Do you have uh, not the top of your head? It is sixty. Okay. <laughs> it's sixty dollars, right? And uh, so that's for all three days of OrcaCon. Sure. And then October first, it goes up to seventy, which is going to be the the rate at the door. Okay. And those dates for OrcaCon. January 11th through 13th. And we're starting at 9 o'clock on Friday We're starting Friday at 9 time, instead so of noon on Friday. We always have early birds. Well, we had yeah. so many people that spent the night on Thursday. Right. And they were there ready to play games right after breakfast. So I said, well, we might as well just open sure. instead of having people sit around. Like, right. Can I game now? Can right. I game now? How about now? Can we game now? Can you share with us who any of the special guests are? Sure. I've got um, our two guests of honor uh, are uh, Catherine Cross and Jeremy Crawford. Okay. And our artist guest of honor is Liz Quartz. You may recognize some of these folks coming back from last year and previous years. And then I've got a bunch of other people who are listed already on our website. Okay. And we've got 22 people we've invited to come out as guest of honor or special guests. So uh, we will be updating that as I get their bios and photos and, and all that. And that's, of course, orcacon.org. Yep. Yep. And so you can see that. Mm-hmm. And there's also, if you'd like to recommend somebody you'd like to see as a, uh, as a special guest at OrcaCon, um, you can, there's a form on that mm-hmm. page that says, hey, do you want to suggest a guest? We're looking for marginalized folks. So if you know people of color, queer people, disabled people, you know, anybody that is a marginalized person, we'd love to hear from them. They need to work in games. So if you know some of your favorite game developers, artists, and community organizers, um, feel free to uh, fill out that form and we'll reach out to them. Very cool. What about panel suggestions or if somebody wants to do a panel? Uh, we'll have that up soon. Okay. So I'll announce that on social media sometime next week. Oh, wow. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. So we'll have the Merchant Hall mm-hmm. forms are going to be live. The panel form is going to be live. Um, we're going to be taking the game submission. So if you want mm-hmm. to get a demo table, if you want to submit a game for the schedule, um, anything mm-hmm. like that, there's going to be a bunch of forms that all go live to prepare for NorwestCon. Now, this is Sunday. I, I believe I can get this thing all up on Monday. Mm-hmm. So what uh, you're going to be at NorwestCon, yeah. right? So by the time uh, people hear this or this is uh, posted, it'll be around NorwestCon. So uh, you got a table there, I understand, right? We do, yeah. We're going to have a table there, and mm-hmm. we're going to be telling everybody about uh, OrcaCon and how amazing it is. And Very Please cool. come to OrcaCon. Yes. We're, we're handing out pronoun ribbons. Mm-hmm. We're handing out OrcaCon buttons, and we're doing some fundraiser for our Blackfish Scholarship. Is there anything special about this uh, OrcaCon 2019 that will be different? different from this OrcaCon? Or the uh, OrcaCon that was like two months ago? More food trucks and better signage. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I love the food trucks. I love the food trucks. Yes. Yeah. So if people have suggestions, mm-hmm. they can send them on to info at orcacon.org. And uh, we'll put them on the list. And our food truck coordinator will reach out to them later this year to see if they can bring them in. Cool. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for the update. I really appreciate that, Donna. And it seems like to me, I think this the summary of all this is get your room now. And, Register now. And badge. Yeah. Yes. Register now. Get your badge now. Uh, that way you won't have to worry about right. it yeah. later. Because I was there. absolutely floored when uh, you told me the number of people have already uh booked a room that is absolutely amazing yeah. so yeah. you don't want to be left out I, I every time i go to this con i always book a room 
It is so convenient to do that. Here's a, here's a good thing, too, for people that don't know. If you go, if you book on the executive level, so mm -hmm. you've stayed up there. I have. Yeah. I have. So it's nice. So for just a few dollars more, you can stay there. And it's an access area only that um, has, like, couches and whatnot. And they've got 24-7 coffee and water mm -hmm. and some sodas. And they do a breakfast buffet. And the breakfast is good. It it's is. the same buffet as downstairs <laughs> yeah, in right. the restaurant without, uh, with, the except omelet. the omelet station. Love yeah. the omelet. But otherwise, it's the same, it's the same thing. Right. But it's nice because there's tables and stuff where you can kind of hang out. So that's kind of our secret. It's not really a secret, but it's something when you see ex executive level. Oh, and you get free appetizer. Did yeah, you get coupons? For I free did. Yes, I didn't get the coupons. I oh, did. Oh, yeah. Make sure next time you <laughs> yeah. get the coupons. Right, and the di the diff dollar difference more is like not a not a it's lot less than actually. What breakfast costs. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, well, we have those rooms because mm -hmm. there's only one floor of right. them. So those are those are a good thing to book. Well, I'm gonna get those like right after this. So any of these listeners out there trying to get my room, you're not gonna yeah. get it. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, thanks a lot, Donna, and sure, uh, sure. we'll see you later in the yeah, year. Just follow uh, follow the socials. OrcaCon is where you can find us, Facebook, Twitter, and whatnot, and we'll be putting all the announcements there. Great. Sounds good. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. Wow, that was an amazing interview with Donna. I love I love talking to Donna. I miss being part of the D and D group with Donna and Barry since they moved. We had a good time. We with had them. a great That's time. Right. Yeah, she healed us when yes. when I died. <laughs> yes, many times. <laughs> I, just, I just hide. I'm a squishy. So, um, man, I'm just so excited. Even though it's ten months away. Oh yeah. In fact, I went on today and I booked my room. Yes. Which I encourage everyone to do. Book yeah. your room now because it sounds like they're running out of space quickly. Yeah. There's a lot of rooms booked, and you want to make sure that you get mm -hmm. the special deal. And the great thing is you are not you don't actually pay for your room until afterwards. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying just book it now so you know what's going on. You can plan for it. It makes all the difference in the world when you're actually staying at the oh, convention. Because uh, you've done so both, nice. right? I've done both. And it sucks when you don't do it. Yeah, right? yeah. That first OrcaCon, I didn't stay at the convention. Yeah. And I was just wiped. So it's great. You get a room, you can play your games, you can drink Blackfish Stout. Sure. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. You should From definitely Sanders do it. Sea Brewing in Edmonds, Washington. They'll be there again. Well, we have a game review coming up. Yep, Doug and Kelly talking and about dinosaurs on an right. island. That's right. I hear it's good. People, uh, the internets <laughs> love it. I want to play it. Well, let's check it out right now. Okay. Hey, geeks. Welcome to our first video review. I am Doug, and this is Kelly. And today we're doing Dinosaur Island uh, by Jonathan Gilmore and Brian Lewis. Yeah. This is a game for two to four players. Yeah. It takes about 90 minutes or so to play. Uh, it's it's kind of... It can be fairly involved. It comes with dinosaur meeples. That's really all you need to know. Dinosaur meeples. Uh, and it's for ages eight and up, which I think is, is about right for the age group. Small parts. Small parts, but I mean, if you're already playing with kids that young, they probably already know yeah. not to eat pieces. Put weird things in their mouth. Well, no, I'm saying that's a good age because they know not to do that. Yeah. Other than that, uh, we've got uh, this all set up to go just to give you a quick run through. So we're going to cut over to that. Cut to that scene.
All right, so we've got our game set up here on camera. Um, we have my player board right here with my lab equipment stuff here and my actual park schematics over here. Kelly's is off camera over there. So this game is really nice because there's variable game length that we have set up here. These are for a short game. We've got three different objectives. There's about eight in total for each length of game that you want to play, yeah. which is nice. And so if you look down here, this is how full the bar is. We'll actually tell you how long the game is. Mm -hmm. uh, this being about two hours, and I think we picked a bunch of 20 minutes, didn't we? This is It's like 40 minutes. 40 minutes? Okay. Roughly, yeah. It's about, from when we played the first few times, it's about three or four rounds, maybe a fifth. But it's it's fairly quick if you if you know what you're doing and how you're playing. Yeah. So the game starts uh, in phase one, where the active player rolls these dice, and these dice have all are all different. We have some other ones set aside that you'll just randomly choose two plus the number of player or two times the number of players plus one, and you'll roll them. You'll get random sides on there, and they go into this dice pool. Uh, that you can choose from in phase one. Now in phase one we are actively choosing DNA dice to use DNA to build our dinosaurs. Oh you know what I didn't set up? The dinos. We, we have one dinosaur in our paddock right there. Just to start with. So on your turn you can use one of your three scientists and I don't know if I said this before this is my Kickstarter edition so we've got these upgraded scientist beakers with a number on them. They're they're really nice. They're a lot better than the, the plastic cardboard shits. Um, so on your turn, you'll use one of them, uh, and you'll place it anywhere in the phase yep. one board. Claiming dice gets you DNA. Uh, there's upgraded to cold storage, and there's new dinosaur recipes. Now, all of these things are important. You need DNA so you can build dinosaurs. You need dinosaur recipes and a place to put your dinosaurs... To, so get to, points. To attract people, yeah. To, to attract park, people to your, park, yeah. Uh, to your park. So you get paid. So you can buy more DNA and build more dinosaurs. And then these also increases uh, your fridge size, your cold storage, uh, so you can hold on to more of that DNA so you can do some of these bigger ones or make more than one dinosaur a turn. Very good. And you can also set a, a scientist aside that will act as a worker uh, in your phase three in the research phase. Or if you decide you have enough DNA, or yeah. if you have enough dinosaur recipes. Mm -hmm. So once everyone has placed their three scientists or passed, um, we go to phase two, where this is you can start purchasing uh, upgrades for your park. There are different attractions you can buy, from a costume shop to food places. There's even different rides you can get. Uh, that'll get added to your player uh, board. Oh, and first aid stations, because that's important. Yes, first aid stations are always nice, which is Jurassic weird. World. It's weird that it costs money to visit World. A first aid station. Oh well, yeah, World, not W O R L D. It's World with a W H. So just like before in Phase One, players take turns. Uh, you'll have two actions. Uh, in the, the market phase to buy things. Two buys. Uh, yeah. And you do one, and then it goes around, and you do another. Yeah. Now you can also pass during this phase to gain money, but there's the different upgrades you can get. 
people you can hire? You can uh, hire specialists. Yes, they give you special abilities. Uh, and also unlock more workers for your next phase, which is always important because you want to be able to do uh, as much as you can here to be successful in the game. They all have pretty unique abilities, anything from hiring security guards so you can scare off hooligans who don't pay to get into your park. Hooligans. Mm -hmm. uh, or extra workers that you can... Because, like, this guy's a dino hunter. Yeah, there's even ones that give you uh, advanced DNAs at the start of each turn, things For like that. For free! For free, yeah. Free that's DNA. very good. Now, in this phase, you also have an option to purchase DNA uh, at the different levels in case you didn't get what... You want it on your dice. So in the market, if your DNA didn't come up on the dice and you were looking for other stuff, or somebody sniped it out from underneath you, you can buy uh, DNA, generic DNA, and uh, elite, superior DNA, advanced Ad DNA. Advanced DNA is the term you're looking for, yes. <laughs> advanced DNA uh, doing, from the market. Yeah, doing so causes you to discard one of the other upgrades from that row. Um so people couldn't get it in case they want them. And some of these, these upgrades to your facilities are actually really nice. They give you other benefits where you can use your workers uh, in Phase 3, which is, I guess, we'll segue right into that. Into Phase 3. So Phase 3 is what you're going to do with your workers. Uh, you take your extra little cowboy dudes, uh, and you decide what they're doing on the board. Uh, in the basic board, which everyone starts with, haha. Uh, you can do DNA refinement, which is pretty much you get a two-for-one in case you somehow still didn't get your DNA. Uh, you can create a dinosaur. Uh, you can upgrade a paddock so you have more room for dinosaurs. Uh, or you can increase your security so you don't have your dinosaurs eat your guests. Uh, and then, of course, you can always just go to the bank for money. I should probably do that. You think so? Yeah. And so this is all done kind of at the same time. But I like ish Yeah. Kind of all at the same time. But I like to do every one player resolves them one at a time, all yeah. their actions one at a time, just so you can see what they're doing and so they don't kind of mess things up as you go. Miscount DNA or something. Something like that, yeah, which would kind of suck. Um, so so yeah. look at Doug's board here. So I'm going to increase some of my paddock size, and that's going to cost me money. Let's say I only have this amount of money. I like how you're making a dinosaur, but you have no DNA. I have, we skip, I have three DNA right there. Let's skip that part. So I'm going to reclaim that worker. He's going to give me free money. I'm going to upgrade my paddock size, which I have to pay money for that. Uh, it costs two money to go up to size two. I'm also going to use this other one to increase my security level because I'm going to be making a dinosaur. So that costs me one, and it increases as you increase your security. So that increases my security. And I'm going guys. to... Oh, I didn't want to refine DNA there. Oh, well, that's a waste of thing. And I'm going to create a dinosaur. So for my basic dinosaur, it just costs... He's got a friend! Two of any basic DNA. But in doing so, increases my threat level based on the current dinosaur's threat level. Which is one per dinosaur? Yep. And then that would be my turn in phase three. So then... We go around to the end of uh, game phase, or not no, the end of, we end got, of we round. We got phase four. Phase four. We got to get people into our park. So I was considering that the end of round stuff. No, that, that that's its own separate thing. It's a, it's its own part of the phase. 
So we'll draw from the bag equal to our excitement level. What is your excitement level? Do My excitement level dinosaurs? is two. Because I've got two dinosaurs. Yep. Slightly off camera. <laughs> so you get two peoples. Two meeples. Two actual meeples. Yeah. Good thing for Doug, he didn't draw no hooligans. Yeah. They're pink. They are a different color, just so you know. And they don't pay to get into your park. Yep. So I will start to apply my visitors. They come over here into the park. They they come here. They they pay, Do you which make gets them me money. Travel down the roads. Stupid hats! I don't want no hats. I, I mean, want to go sure, see the dinosaurs. That would be great. I get a dollar for every visitor I have in my park. And uh, right now we will assess the threat level. We didn't go this over this in uh, the first phase, but any of the unclaimed dice up here, you will choose the one with the highest pips on it, just as an example. So this has two pips on it. That one will be selected to be the increased threat level. Down here. Got a, yeah, a pip on it. Um, this will increase the total threat level for the round. So my security level is 2, but the threat level with this increase is 4. And unfortunately, some dinosaurs get out and eat some of my guests, which is unfortunate. They get eaten, they get taken off of my board, and go back into the bag. And I lose victory points equal to the number of uh, people that got eaten. So I lose 2 victory points. You do start out at 10. Just so you have some People wiggle room. Eat. Yeah, just in case. I should have sent that guy over there to increase security. <laughs> That's something you would have noticed uh, before going into phase three. So, But after that, uh, after everyone has dealt with the security and threat level, they will gain victory points for the number of visitors still in their park. Doug has zero. Other than I have zero. Yeah, it happens. Oh, well. And then those visitors will go back into the bag because the park closes for the day and you restart the next round. Now the way the game progresses is with these objective cards, anyone can claim one of them uh, at any time. And you'll place one of your... You left them in the box! I left them in the box. You'll place one of your, your corporation markers on that to show that you have claimed it. Now since you're doing this at any time during the game... Whenever you uh, achieve it, uh, two people could achieve the same thing at the same time. Yeah. For example, the first one here we have says, uh, have 12 DNA in your cold storage. So usually at like the end of this round, you haven't spent any DNA. So you have a bunch in your cold storage. It's entirely possible for more than one player to get um, 12 DNA. This, yeah, this objective at the same time. Uh, but if they don't, no one else can get it. I think I think the only way someone can two people can get this at the same time is if everyone gets a DNA at the start of the round and that puts people at twelve. Because remember these are done one at a time to claim this DNA. So if I claimed this and I got with my three scientists, wherever that is, I get three DNA. If that puts me up to twelve, then I get to claim that. Because I took a turn before everyone else. Okay. But I mean, reaching an excitement level of 10, that is totally possible that people, two people can get that. Because we're all doing phase three simultaneously. So as we're building dinosaurs and raising our excitement level, 
we all could get that at the same time. And the three lab upgrades, that's also one for this game. But once two, uh, actually once there's one left unclaimed, then the game is over. And we get uh, an amount of these equal to the number of players plus one. So there will be different ones during the game and different ones uh, to complete. Plot twists. Plot twists. What are these plot twists? So plot twists. These add, unnamed uh, plot twists. Yeah, that's one of the things I didn't really like about this game. These plot twists uh, kind of change each game up every time you play it. There's a deck of about 10 or 12, I think, of them, including one for an expansion. But they basically change the startup of the game, how things uh, start. So for this plot twist, we start with five workers, which I started with at the game, instead of four. So it gives you more workers to work with in phase three. Plus we have a plot twist of, for kind of a beginner game, none of the hooligans go in the bag for the first round. Yeah, but then you end up with... But then you add five each more after that. So, of course the game couldn't go could possibly not go past those rounds. It happens. Yeah. Uh, I think there's one for getting a DNA at the start of each round. Some random ones. Yeah. So they're they're randomized, and you pick out two at the start of each game. So final thoughts. Final thoughts, like pros and cons. Yeah. Well, I think what? Is, how much is it? It's an eighty dollar game. It's an eighty dollar game. Right, this is um, a lot of consideration. I mean, well, this is my Kickstarter edition comes with these nice metal coins that we went over and saw. Uh, comes with these coins are things. Yeah, coins are they are heavy and yeah. thick compared to other games with metal coins. But I like the game. I like that there is yeah. a variable game length that you can play with it. Absolutely. I mean, the you can play for twenty minutes. You can play for two hours. Mm-hmm. It's definitely my favorite thing about this game. Yeah, the Dino Meeples are awesome. <laughs> They're great. Yeah, artwork is nice. Uh, I know it's we kind of talked nice. about it a little I... bit before. It is a little bit flashy, I will say, but it's kind of be it's supposed, it's to, be supposed to be like that retro, yeah, nineties yeah. experience. So, final thoughts on the game? Final thoughts. Uh, so, we're looking at eighty bucks for the game, and there's a lot of stuff here. So, that kind of I like that price point, um, but it is pretty steep if you don't get all of these cool things. Yeah. So this was the Kickstarter edition, like I was saying earlier. We've got the metal coins that I've that I've got. I haven't played with them. I think they're a little bit over the top. They're a little um, big, but they're slightly smaller than your average poker chip. Yeah, um, you've got the updated or upgraded scientist worker meeples placements, which I think are nice. Yeah. So that's that's kind of nice. Favorite thing about the game, though, is definitely the variable game length. Uh, when you're looking at uh, Almost playing for, my nose. Playing for 20 minutes rather than playing yes. for... Uh, playing for 20 minutes versus playing for like two hours. And the fact that you have that option and within those options you still have replayability is mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, because there's the entire deck of the, the game length objectives yeah. as well as the different plot twists. So there's, there's great replayability in the game. Um, artwork is fantastic. It's got that really nice It's, it's super retro, retro though. 80s, like... Yeah, early 90s feel. I think the artwork is okay. Like the, the, for example, it's it's just a dinosaur with a hat. Yeah. It's it's okay. For for the hat hut, yeah, I I guess that. Or no, it's Rex Max. Wow, that is a food place. Yeah, but on the like the people, it's pretty good. Oh yeah, the and the specialist your... has really nice artwork. Yeah. Um, the only thing I didn't like about the game. What didn't you like, Doug? Is the rule book. 
Now we can flip through it and look through the rule book. It is just filled with stuff and not too many great examples uh, for how things are done. So would you say that you want like one more page or like three more pages? I'd kind of like it to be more spaced out. You want more examples in there? Not really. More like, well, I guess it would end up having to be more pages where one page is kind of like focused, one or two pages is like focused on the same phase of the game. Like this whole market phase is just wall of text, wall of text, wall of text. You can kind of see it there with some yeah. examples. Uh, but that's that's not too uh, detrimental to playing the game. You kind of pick it up as you play the game. So it's very easy to do it that way. Um, what are your thoughts on the game? Like I said, I like the replayability. I like the uh, variable time length. Uh, I actually like these boards with the inset stuff. If I feel like there's a number of games out there. Like uh, we just did Castle of Mad King Ludwig. I really want this inset board for Castle of Mid Palace. Mad King Palace for Palace of Mad King Ludwig. Mm-hmm. That would that would have been great. Um, I think it would have been a little little weird for that game, but I think they could have made it work if they decided to do that. To do that. Yeah. Um, other than that, I really like this game. There would be like more pickles. Instead it like a puzzle. Yeah. But then it would be <laughs> hard to get out. But yeah. what are, you, you do the pajaggle thing where there's the hole in the bottom. Okay. Never mind, fine. But I mean, it's got tiny pieces, whatever. We're getting away from this. It happens. It's a fun game. I mean, once again, dinosaur meeples. Yeah. That's, that's all you really have to say. <laughs> Jurassic Park, the game. But we can't call it Jurassic Park the game. They can't call it Jurassic Park the game. Yeah, because that's that's already there. There's already a game coming out for that, I think. So. Yeah. Well, if it's better than this game, we'll find out. We will find out. Yes. So thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, as always, I've been Doug with Kelly. If you have any requests for games for us to review or have any questions for us, shoot us an email at Geeks of Cascadia at gmail.com or send us a tweet I guess we have Twitter now oh we're on Twitter yeah cool. well Steve is on Twitter Blue Samurai is on Twitter so we'll find out thanks again guys this episode has been brought to you by Vern and Wells an all inclusive members only social club for geek professionals in the style of Victorian parlors of old a space for this new breed of geek visit us at www.vnw.club Vernon and Wells Imperium in Imperio. Now to our show. Another great review from Doug and Kelly. I just love the way they do it. Yeah, it's, and they're on. They're we can see them. We now. We can see them now with our eyeballs. That's right. And yes. I think I'm going to be doing this from now on, from yeah. this point out. Everything goes well. In fact, listeners out there. Or viewers out there, yes. please email us at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com or tweet us at geeksofcascadia and let us know, do you like the videos? Do you not like the videos? Do you think we have horrible faces and you just want to <laughs> hear us? You don't want to look at us? Yeah. I totally understand that. And you can also Facebook us, Try us or just comment on our page, whatever you want to do. Maybe you want us to review a certain game or you want to talk yeah. to a certain person. Yeah. That's what we're here for, Geeks of Cascadia. So, Paul, what do we what do we got going on? Next? Well, there's some there's some nerd stuff I'm really excited for. Oh, really? There's, Lay it um, on, man. There's the Thanos Rising game, comes out um, April sixth. 
I fully plan on purchasing that. Um, it looks really fun. Like you're all, it's a co-op game where um, you are all of the Marvel Universe characters, the good guys. Oh, you're trying to beat Thanos, and you're trying to prevent, prevent Thanos from getting all the Infinity Stones. What if you want to play Thanos? I don't think you get to play Thanos. I want to play Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess it's also really hard to win. Well, I imagine so. Thanos is a tough guy. Yeah, yeah. Gee. They're doing this the same time as the movie. There's a movie coming out? Holy cow. Oh, I was thinking they should make hmm. a movie about this. Cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's putting it out? I and think is it's it coming on Kickstarter USAopoly. Oh, okay. So, okay. So it's so going it's, it's to be in game stores. All right. Go to a friendly local game store. And yes, definitely there. do that. Like, we are at Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. That's right. Where I pre-ordered my... Um, Morgan Keenan Simple Foes. That's right. Uh, see, I, I have did. a special brain right. talking ability. And you did it at uh, Tim's at Around the Table. I did. Good for you. Good for you. We support our local game stores. You should do that too. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm looking forward to? No. Access and Allies and Zombies. Yes. Because I like Access and Allies and I don't like zombies. Yes. So if we combine them or I'm killing <laughs> zombies and playing Axis and Allies, it sounds like a great combination. But as I understand it, sometimes the zombies are on your team. Yeah, well, they. I don't they're, know they're, how it affects it, to tell you the truth. I, I, I've I think, heard about this. It seems very fascinating. It's like, it sounds like you have to activate the zombies when they're going to uh, attack your enemy. I want to know how the game designers at uh, Wizards of the Coast came up with this, or Avalon Hill. Oh, yeah. Where they, like, had a table, and they were, like, taking shots. And they said, well, hey, well, I like Axis and Allies, <laughs> and, I, and everyone loves Walking Dead. Yeah, well, how do we combine these two? There's an end zombies on everything now. Well, that's true. Ever since, well, what, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? Or since right. Mar- Marvel Zombies, I yeah. believe we did that. There's Z Nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of zombies I hate out there. Zombies. zombies are bad. I hate zombies. Zombies scare me. That's right. We're not, really. but we're not zombie prejudice. I mean, if you're into that. Well, yeah, if I, you yourself are a zombie. If you're a zombie. You do you. That's right. <laughs> I'm okay. Some of my best friends are zombies. Anyway. Other cool stuff coming out. Yes. I, I want to make sure we talk about. Um, there's a, a new there's a book on Kickstarter called There and Back Again. It is mm-hmm. an, an anthology of travel and gaming by Jason Brick. I think he's in Oregon, Portland probably. Okay. But also, uh, so it's, it's a in the co- Cascadia region. Yes, it's a collection of um, stories, essays. I'm not sure mm-hmm. of people who traveled to go to gaming things and, and conventions. So, and one of the pe- contributing authors is going to be Lynn Hardy, friend of the pod. She is good. In fact, She's you can great. go back our past episode and check that out. Yeah, and it's, so check it out. It's called There and Back Again, um, and it looks like it's going to be really cool. Looking forward to that. Well, folks, we're almost towards the end. It's a little condensed version. We're uh, we're trying to get some more content. I think in the future we're trying to contact um, these folks that are making these game tables. As you recall, Geek Chic went out of business. They were a local company. Band Pass Design. Bad Pass Design, if you're watching this, please return yes, my email. come on. <laughs> really? You'll get tens of people coming to your store. Um, and we, we're still tracking down someone from Pathfinder Society. Yes. Because Pathfinder 2 is out. Yes. And I'm curious to help, you know, what are the differences between the Pathfinder 1, which is obviously it was kind of a D&D 3.5 version, and then what is Pathfinder 2? Yeah. And how does it compare to D&D um, 5.0. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'd be interested in that. Yeah, I'll play it. Yeah, why not? We're all into that kind of yeah. stuff. All right, well, with that, do you have anything else? Nope, I'm good. All right, well, with that, I think uh, I'll just sign off with Embrace the Nerd, and I hope you make that saving throw. Oh.
been listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. Um, we need to redo this. What? Because we're not talking at the video. We're looking at the, the game. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of why we should have someone sitting back there so we can look at So, final thoughts on the game. We can look at the of Steve and just put it up by his... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. 